the young eat the old. Welcome to the Electronic Wireless Show, episode 68. My name is Alice Bell, and I'm joined this week by Brendan Caldwell. Hi. How are you, Brendy? I'm grand. Yep, yeah, top. <laughs> you had to think about that, but you're okay. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, and very excitingly, we are joined this week by Ollie Toms. Hello, Ollie. Hello, hello. Uh, Ollie is our new guides writer joining Dave. Uh, he is a child. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not, but he, he is, he's joining Matt as one of the, the youth contingent, which is nice. Uh, how are you, Ollie? I'm very good. I'm very tired, but the coffee will kick in soon. So uh, all is well. All is well. Uh, before we did a, a proper kind of little like like the whole podcast was kind of about the person. And in a way it is this week as well. Because Ollie has chosen the the topic this week, uh, which is battle royales. Because Ollie, being a young person, <laughs> enjoys battle royale games. I was forced to come up with a topic, and that was just the first thing that came to mind. Seeing as that's all I've been doing recently with the guides on Fortnite and PUBG, so. It's your own fault. We made many suggestions. I said we could do it on beards. You know, like, Ollie, Ollie's, got a, Ollie's got a very fine beard. He's like a little, a nice kind of trimmed beard, goatee, moustache thing going on. I didn't know if you were joking or not. And I, I also didn't know if we would just be talking about beards or if we had to relate it to video games in some way. It would be like the best beards in games. Okay. Because we did, I mean... like, we... I am taking notes now, and we are definitely going to do a future episode of Beards now. Because <laughs> there are loads of great beards in games, you know? Uh, but no, we are we're doing uh, Battle Royale, so uh, let's start with, with Ollie. Ollie. What is your favourite Battle Royale game? My favourite Battle Royale game is... It, it can't be anything but Fortnite. Which I'm sure disappoints everyone. Everyone just let out a collective, ugh, because of course. But that is the one that I have played the most, that I've had the most fun with. Um, if we're talking about the most recent one I've played, then it's probably uh, CSGO, their new Danger Zone Battle Royale, which is actually really, really good, but very different. So, yeah, one, one or the other. Not PUBG. <laughs> so what I'm hearing, Wally, is that Fortnite may actually be good. Yes, I may be the only person in the office and the world, no, certainly not the world, who thinks this, but uh, yeah, Fortnite is a game that 
people seem to love to hate or hate to love. <laughs> I haven't figured it out quite yet, but I like it. It has quite a skill ceiling, so I like uh, getting good at games which have a little bit of luck and a lot of skill and a lot of luck. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I love how carefully you constructed your sentence. <laughs> Fortnite is a game that... I thought he was going to stop then. <laughs> I could have. It's a game, yeah. Do you, so you, but you play it, like, not just for guides. You play it, like, in your own time as well. Yeah, well, I mean, the amount of time that I've been spending on guides might change that. But, yes, I, I, I sunk many hundreds of hours into Fortnite before... I started writing for, for Rock, Paper, Shotgun, um, just because it's a good game. I started with PUBG, as most people who play Fortnite started, and um, after realising that Fortnite does everything a little bit better, I switched over, and I haven't really looked back since. Interesting. I'm sorry, I'm sorry Ollie, I've just got to have to stop you there. We're going to have to record <laughs> that line again, because you said PUBG, which is not official nomenclature. Oh, of course, uh, Plunk That is what I meant. Yes, thank you. That's, <laughs> that's what you meant. Of course. The RPS the style time. guide is very, very strict <laughs> on this issue. It's true. I, I thought you were going to object to him saying that Fortnite did everything better. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. I'm not going to know. I, mean, I don't know that much about Battle Royales, apart from having played, like, dabbled in some of them. This is why we have Ollie on, is because he actually knows things about them, and he can tell us what a what the best gun in Fortnite is. What is the best gun in Fortnite, Ollie? Uh, The hand cannon. Wait, what? The hand cannon. Oh, right. Sorry, you mean like a a really good handgun? For a minute there, I thought it was like a bazooka that launched disembodied hands (laughs) at people. (laughs) If they added that, that would immediately be my favorite. Could shake people's hands from afar. Uh, why why do you think Fortnite is better than Plunkbat? Fortnite is better than Plunkbat. Okay, so when I was playing Plunkbat with friends, I was playing it because everyone else was playing it. And I'd reached a stage where I could win games, but I still wasn't enjoying it as much as I should be for spending so much time with it. Mostly because... Well, two reasons. One, at the time, nothing was changing, which is something that Fortnite does really well. They're constantly changing things every week. The other thing is that um, uh, it was just not well optimized. There were lag spikes, there were FPS issues, and Fortnite doesn't really have that in all the time that I've played it. Uh, it It has occasional lag spikes, but it's just a much tighter game, I find. And that's the main thing that drew me to it. Also the building. Because it just adds a whole new level to the game. And anyone who tries to play Fortnite like it's Plunkbat will fail. Because they, they just neglect building and they die instantly. So, yeah. It's something that, uh, that more experienced players constantly take advantage of. Really? So, like, you, you, you couldn't win... A Fortnite Battle Royale match if you weren't doing the building bits as well. I'd be extremely surprised. You would have to be the luckiest person in the world to win, to actually win, to get a victory royale without building a single structure, because that is the game. Like, the person who can 
suddenly apparate some some cover to hide behind in thin air will always win against the person who doesn't know how to do that. So, yeah, building and, and editing builds is, is an absolutely enormous part of Fortnite. I've seen some really fun videos of people laying traps as the kind of circle gets close, clo- you know, um, as it closes in, people will have built these huge towers with loads of spikes inside them, and they'll yeah. run, they'll run back inside and like hop up on a trampoline and go in into their spike den and wait for the other player to come and chase them and just come in and get absolutely smushed to pieces. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. The person who invented that, the the trap tower as it's known, is uh, a streamer that I watch very, very regularly. And he's he's uh, a pro player. His name is Cypher PK. And uh, yes, that trap tower became very, very popular. Uh, a very popular clip of his because it just, it took so much. You had to make sure that the 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 fin- the other final player in the circle didn't really know what they were doing because anyone who knows what they're doing in Fortnite will immediately know what a trap tower looks like and they'll just stay completely clear of it. <laughs> in other words, if you or I, Alice, went into Fortnite, yeah, we would just run straight into this giant building and be like, he's gone into that tall tower that looks a little suspicious, but I'm going to go there. <laughs> I've got him now, he's cornered. <laughs> Got him right where I want him. Do you do because like Fortnite's added a bunch of stuff like the um like like extra bits like challenges and stuff that I don't think Plunkbat really does in the same way, right? Yeah, they certainly didn't at the time. I think they they might actually be doing that again now, Plunkbat. Um, like I said, I haven't really touched it that much since I started playing Fortnite. But um, but yeah, personally, I don't ever pay any attention to the challenges. I mean, they they obviously put a lot of effort into it, and a lot of people do uh, do put a lot of effort into finishing the challenges as soon as possible. But I just play to kill people and win games. So wow, yeah. <laughs> them's fighting words. <laughs> it's funny because um uh. Our uh, one of our our column writers, uh, Nate Crowley, who does uh, the Basement of Curiosity, which is a new uh, weekly column on Mondays, where he is trying to build uh, an illegal um, ape zoo, like an underground chimp zoo in Door Fortress. Uh, he plays Plunkbat quite a lot, but uh, like isn't very good at it and so he finds ways to sort of make his own fun like um him and his mates play it and they play with rules uh where like if you find i think one of the masks a a particular like piece of headgear then you're lord humongous (laughs) and all the other players uh on your team instantly become lord humongous's bodyguards and if they have better gear they have to give it to lord humongous and they have to die for Lord Humongous because it is an honour right. <laughs> to protect him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had a similar thing actually when we played. Well, with any battle battle royale, there are like we call it um, protect the king or save the king, that kind of thing. Where uh, it, and it's generally we most often do it when we are in a squad with people we don't know, uh, because you can do that in Fortnite. You don't have to to like have your own team in place before you go into a squad game you can buddy up with with strangers and we just randomly pick one of them because 
especially if they don't know how to play. And we're like, okay, there's no way we're winning this. Let's just make our own fun with this game. Uh, and it, that's exactly the kind of thing that we end up doing. Yeah. I think that's great. Like, the other thing he does, because Nate is obsessed with primates as well, if he's playing by himself, sometimes he'll randomly pick another player to sort of follow down when he's parachuted out. Um, and he will then uh, run about in a crouch uh, and jump up and down and make ape noises over the open chat and follow the other player about. And he says people get really sort of a bit scared and disturbed and they can't <laughs> understand what's happening because like, he's just not trying to win and a lot of players can't understand that, that he just wants to be a chimp. And that's fun as well. And his ideal thing, I think, is is for everyone in the game to to not fight and to all be chimps running around the map. The games would last forever. They would like if no one's killing each other, then you're just it's a bunch of chimps that are slowly being shepherded closer and closer together until finally they get squished. So it's a really morbid way of playing the game, to be honest. I think that's ideal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you've been playing CSGO, did you say as well? Yeah, yeah. Um, Is it good? It It's really good, surprisingly so. Um, I I mean, we, we were forced to play it for, for guides for Rock, Paper, Shotgun. Uh, and for, forced. It's forced. your job, Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what a job forced, is. Like... And um, I've n- never played or, like, barely played any CSGO at all over the years, and I was thinking, oh god, this is a game with an incredibly high skill ceiling, we're just gonna spawn and die and spawn and die and spawn and die, and that's gonna be it, we're not gonna learn anything here. But actually, they've done some really, really interesting things, completely unlike any other battle royales out there, like the ability to fly drones, uh, that, that, or, you don't fly the drones, but you, um, that's how you purchase items, you collect money. Uh, that that's just scattered around the map, and you can use it to like purchase some armor or a nice gun, but you don't just get it immediately. A drone has to fly in and, and oh! deliver it to you, and other enemies can shoot down your drones and intercept your gear and stuff like that. That's and it's cool. really really cool. Or that you could use a drone as like a trap. You absolutely could. Because you you sort or you um you control everything through this tablet, this in-game tablet that your character holds. But the thing is, the really clever thing that I didn't realize at first is that you can drop your tablet on the ground after ordering some gear, and the drone will track to the tablet, not you. So you can place your tablet somewhere. And people will follow it because people follow drones because it it yeah. theoretically leads you to the enemy, but actually you're not there. You're waiting to the side, ready to flank them. So it's this, a really cool little maneuver. This is pure Jason Bourne stuff, like just yeah. showing up, <laughs> bursting the bursting down a door to get into a room and just finding a tablet <laughs> sitting in the middle of the room and going, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> and then death, and then yeah, the room blowing really up cool. from afar. Uh, what are some of the other? Because everything has a battle royale mode now, doesn't it? Like, have, Brendy, have you ever played any? I've played some. I played. Um, I, <laughs> I reviewed uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds for us before it became really massive. Um, when it was very early, very early days, selling well, but not like a huge, uh, 
world-changing thing. Um, and I gave it a very poor review because I thought it was uninspired. <laughs> I thought it was... Because I'd played, like, the Arma kind of Battle Royale stuff. I think I played that once. No, sorry, I'm, I'm just thinking of Daisy, actually. But I played the the Calling and... What else? I can't remember, but I just remember feeling like, oh, this is Battle Royale, yeah, I've done this before. It just feels like a really big death match. So I give a very poor review. We're not good at looking into the future, but that was my honest opinion. So That's fair. I was like, this Have won't you gone be that back big. To it? Um <laughs> No. No. Uh I played a bit of Radical Heights whenever that came out. Um which was the Boss Key Productions, their kind of last ditch, their kind of heel Mary to oh, see their yeah. studio. Um, I forgot about that. Did there, you see that? I did see that. I didn't play it. How was it? I mean, it wasn't great. There was still a lot of uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was still a lot of uh, textures and stuff that hadn't even been loaded to the game. So they pitched it as like super early access like oh you're getting this really early guys you should be grateful but actually it's just a really bad you know unfinished game the the dumb thing is is that it still had that you know that kind of adrenaline rush that you get in um a battle royale game whenever you're kind of one of you're the you're the eighth last person or something and the circle is getting even smaller and you know that there's going to be a bloodbath really soon and you're just hiding or you know running from cover to cover trying to just trying to spot someone before they spot you, and you've got that kind of like tension building. It Radical Heights still had that, um, which shows you, I guess, how uh, powerful the format is by itself without even having any bells or whistles. Which I think is part of the reason why Battle Royale is so popular. It's because it's so immediately arresting, you know. Um, and I get that it's just not the thing for me. Um. I played a bit of Plunk Bat, uh, and I found that it, like, when you're just playing it regular. I know this isn't the case in like the the esports version of it, but like you, as a person with no experience of Plunk Bat, can do pretty well if you just sort of like worm crawl <laughs> across the map quite slowly and mind your own business. Because the maps are so big, that's the thing. It's like having when I first switched to Fortnite, I was like, "Wow, this map is like a quarter of the size. It's tiny." And now I think Fortnite is the right size. CS:GO is tiny, and PUBG is just way too big to find anyone, and you really can survive without knowing the game that well. Which I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if I like that. Um, but it it's to do with like. It's um, it's the kind of dichotomy of do we keep this a game that's that attracts casual players or do we focus on the kind of esports competitive play? And that's something that I think Fortnite is focusing on a lot as well. And there's a big discussion around that. Mm, I don't know. I feel like Plankback got a bit maybe complacent. Because for months and months, like, it was just, like, so much, um, like, new stories that were, like, Plunk Bat hits another milestone, like, uh, and then Fortnite came in and and just became so instantly popular so quickly. Do you, whatever happened to the lawsuit? 
Do you remember that? <laughs> when they were like, we're going to sue you for doing this thing. Like, um, like PUBG Corp, we're going to sue Epic for stealing the Battle Royale idea. And everyone was like, lol. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's as if they, they didn't. had um yeah they've <laughs> epic not epic sorry um the player unknowns battlegrounds owners people blue hole whatever you call them they did sue so they did file some lawsuits against other companies like i think chinese companies for making things that were far closer to being direct clones <laughs> um but i don't know how far they've gone but they can't surely they wouldn't have it like because like, it, it's 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 like someone suing someone else for doing capture the flag or whatever. Like it's not. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's dumb. It's dumb as hell. Uh, yeah. But yeah, big companies, big money. They'll push everything, would they? It's true. That's why you shouldn't yeah. play battle royales, Oliver. <laughs> they're bad for they're okay. bad for the industry. I've learnt my lesson. I'll never touch one again. There was one that came out that um, Matt Cox was playing quite often when I first started here, and I can't remember, but it was the one that made me laugh loads when it was first announced because it was called like it, it it was called something ridiculous, like that was like battle royale, like it it was just like Paladin's Fortnite battle royale or something like <laughs> like a mobile game title, like the one the ones that are like Call of Modern Duty Warfare. Whatever it yeah. is. Was it Battle Right? Maybe. Oh, yeah, because there was a yeah, kind they of did half, do one, didn't they? It, there was a thing that started um, as kind, kind of a MOBA, a MOBA-like thing, but you were in an arena, you weren't fighting on a three-lane course or anything, and Matt, I think, quite liked that. He thought it was pretty fun. And they added a Battle Royale-style mode fairly recently. So it might have been that. Yeah, I I did the same. I played the I played Battle Right. I didn't play Battle Right Royale, which I think is the name of it. But um, yeah, it was a nice a nice kind of uh, squished down MOBA. It was just the bare essentials, the bits that people actually like in MOBAs. So the fighting, rather than the uh, you know the laning and and killing creeps and and all of that, which I personally didn't enjoy. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to give Battle Right Royale a go at some point just to see if it's any good at all. I have to talk to Matt about it. They do. They talk, Brendy. <gasps> I know. All the young with the youngsters in the yeah. office chatting. We have talk. to stick together. Uh, that's that's nice, actually. It's nice that RPS has a young people contingent. But not understanding our song references, <laughs> that kind of thing. No, you do you, Ali and Co. You do you. It's actually a support group, by necessity. I am quite mean to them. When I need their attention, I, like, kick their chairs and stuff. Alice! <laughs> or just go up and, like, shake them. <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> like, not, not, I don't grab their person, but I'll go up behind Matt's chair and grab the back of it and just shake it around until he takes his headphones off and turns around and gives me this kind of wounded look. <laughs> Okay, something to maybe talk to HR about, guys. It's like a sad little puppy. I don't hurt him. <laughs> no, she hurts me. <laughs> How dare you? 
that I'm very careful to leave no visible scars. They're the future, Alice. You need to keep them in good nick. (laughs) No, we discussed this the (laughs) other day. The young eat the old, Brendy. I know, it's part of life's beauty. Brendan, did you do you know what Walking with Dinosaurs is? Oh, like, I know Walking with Dinosaurs. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh my amazing goodness. TV series. I grew up watching that. Oh, you're gonna enjoy this then. Brendan illustrated the circle of life to Graham uh, <laughs> by sending a clip from um, which I'm sure Brendy will link in the podcast notes, but a clip from Walking with Dinosaurs where like an old uh, Ornithochirus, which is like a big flying dinosaur, was like on the beach dying because it had tried to mate and like, and, and and just like collapsed on the sand. And then the last thing is like a young one pulling its eyes out and eating. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's become food for the next generation. And we were like, "That's you, Graham." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was my childhood. <laughs> uh... Battle royales, lads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why why are there so many battle royales? Let's ask let's get a young person's perspective on this. I keep saying like young person, I'm only thirty. Yeah, that's it. Like Ollie isn't actually that much younger than neither of us. Yeah, I'm I'm older than Matt. I'm I should start treating him the way that you treat him. It'll make me feel older. Yeah, that's how it works, yeah. Yeah. Why are there so many battle royales? Um, I don't know. Like why do all of the video game developers want to make uh, like, why do Planet Side 2 want to make their Battle Royale? Why do Counter Strike want to make their Battle Royale? They've all got their own games already. Can't they just come up with something new? <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's the thing that happens, isn't it? It's like, I think it's the moment a game makes it onto into the mainstream, you know, like Minecraft back in the day. When Minecraft hit mainstream, it became like a not just a gamer term, but an everyone term. People just wanted to to jump on the bandwagon, and you you found like every single developer was was creating a uh, an indie sandbox uh, block based game, and it's kind of the same now. Like PUBG was it rocketed to success, but it wasn't quite mainstream. Like if you do a uh, if you go onto Google Trends and type in Minecraft, uh, PUBG, and Fortnite, then you'll see PUBG is just dwarfed by the the other two. They just they became so incredibly popular in such a short space of time, so I think it's it's just I don't know the human condition or some shit like that I don't know. <laughs> um, I think you may be onto something because you know when something's popular when you go into a shop and there are like little packets of stickers and cards you can buy at the shop counter, like along with the whole soothers and the chewing gum. Uh, and the Kinder Eggs, there's always, you know, a, f- a packet of Fortnite cards. Yeah. Um, you go into Sainsbury's and right next to the groceries, there's just a Fortnite aisle. It is annoying because, like, when you're at, you know, uh, uh, a party or, like, a grown-up function and you're chatting to someone you don't know and they're like, what do you do? And then they hear that you do something involved with video games and they go, oh, Fortnite? And then and you're like, yeah. Yep, that's one of them. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that is the only game that exists. Yeah. And I think it's because it's all those mums who are like letting their 10-year-olds play it for like eight hours a day. They're like, can't stop and play. Take away the thing. <laughs> do it, parent. <laughs> 
I mean, or don't. Is Fortnite really? It's not that harmful. Don't worry about Fortnite. As far as video games go, it's pretty. It's pretty mild. Yeah, not like Minecraft. God, what are they (laughs) teaching kids nowadays that Minecraft is okay to play? Um, the only thing I didn't like about well, I haven't played the battle royale Fortnite, but I played Fortnite vanilla, the first Fortnite, the Fortnite before Fortnite royale. Save the world. Sea of the World Fortnite, yeah. Um, and it was kind of... It would have been a really fun kind of build, d- defend your base kind of game, except that all of the um, loot box stuff was really, really grubby. It was everywhere, and it happened so much, and it w- the game was so reliant on you breaking open random things. Like, is that still the case for the Battle Royale mode? Uh, well, I never played Save the World, so I don't exactly know what you're talking about. But but with all the Battle Royale games, you know, you start with nothing, and you have to go and, and loot tons of treasure chests and, and supply llamas and stuff like that. And um, uh, you also have to... I assume it was the same in Save the World because of the whole building mechanic. Uh, you You have to... Use your pickaxe to chop down a load of trees and, and, and metal fences and stuff, and that's how you get the materials to build your structures. So there's a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's still a thing. But I mean, between the levels, is there still, like, hammering open ten piñatas between levels to get uh, little things that you might need to future your Fortnite career? There's nothing like that. There's no like. There's no mini game between matches or anything. It's just you just go into a match and loot. That's that's the full extent of it, really. Um, there there are obviously tons and tons of cosmetics, but you just buy them or unlock them with matches. Okay, it actually oh, sounds yeah. nicer than. What what do you uh, what do you two think of the whole the dance dances thing? I know it's sort of slightly old news now, but it's still ongoing. Cause um, was it some racing game took out a dance as well? They took out the Carlton dance preemptively because of the Fortnite goings on. Yeah, yeah, I haven't paid too much attention to it, but yeah, they probably shouldn't have just taken it, like looking at the side-by-side comparison of... of Wasn't it in Scrubs or...? or? Yeah, yeah, it was uh, uh, the character Turk, and it yeah, was improvised right. by the actor Donald... I want to say Donald Faison on the day, and there, and there's also, like, the Carlton dance from um, Fresh Prince and stuff, so it's, it's used to stuff all the time. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. Because with, like, the laws in America, like, you can't copyright a dance unless it's like a choreographed thing of a certain length or something. I can't remember. Brendan, help well, well, Do you remember anything? Like <laughs> I um I didn't read too deeply into it. My own position is I don't know. It it's just complicated. Like I mean Yeah, you probably shouldn't appropriate other people's work at the same time. It's it's dancing and it feels hard to it feels hard to sympathize with people who are hugely rich anyway and <laughs> and making copyright claims against what is essentially movement of the human body. So it just feels I don't know. It's complicated. It's, I, it's a, it, I'm not reading about it because I don't wanna I don't wanna have a feeling about it. <laughs> You're trying to make me have a feeling about it, Alice. Yeah, you 
it's a gateway to much more in-depth and less interesting topics like like you know the law and and it, <laughs> <laughs> philosophy and what constitutes something worth worth copywriting on just described matt cox we've, we've <laughs> got we've got a ban against philosophy on this podcast thanks to matt cox so is that to... true no we don't we don't have a ban on philosophy <laughs> he's so excited like for tell, a moment i just like to tell matt that we do oh i could just envision like before i started matt going like on a 45 minute diatribe about plato's cave or whatever. <laughs> tell the extent of my knowledge of philosophy. And and then having to, yeah, having a ban on philosophy talk. I actually should confess that I I did take a single solitary philosophy module at university in amongst my English degree. And should, it was we, really, really good. should we try and guess what it is? I'm gonna guess um ethics. Nope. It was no, no, no. Fun. You got to give Alice <laughs> uh, a good guess. Um, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, oh God, I, I can't remember. That ethics is broad. Um, it was even broader. It was like philosophy in blank. I don't know. Books. <laughs> Close. Ooh. Literature. Close. <laughs> film. Yes, film. There you go. Philosophy and film. That's because that's like two really. Like that's like film studies and philosophy. Yeah, both of the pointless things put together. <laughs> Brilliant, yeah. and I, it was my first taste of either as well. But we got to to study things like the Matrix and uh, her. You know her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic film. Yeah, we studied that. I've forgotten everything I learned, but it introduced <laughs> me to a few new films, so that was good. Money well spent. Yep. I say they're pointless subjects as someone who also did philosophy modules and as someone who has a brother who did film studies and I works in production, so uh, they're not pointless. People doing those subjects, just keep on doing those subjects. I did I did English. I did English with some film modules uh, and I also did a creative writing module in my final year. That was that truly was pointless. Yes. As I think if you're doing like a full creative writing course, that's fine. But doing a module as part of something else is really bad. Especially because our, like, our tutors were so uninvested. And also I've now gone on to... And they all put their books on the course as well. Oh, yeah. So you had to buy their books for the module. Um, we've gone off topic. We have gone Hugely off topic. Hugely off topic. Whose fault is this? <laughs> Neither of you want to talk about Battle Royales that much, yeah. so... Well, okay, speaking as someone who has done a philosoph- one philosophy module, <laughs> it, you know, do Battle Royales, are they, like, a representation of man's inhumanity to man? <laughs> <laughs> because, look, the first ever time I played Plunk Bat, uh, I, I was running about, I'd been, I'd been going for, like, a few minutes. It was okay, I'd got a gun. Uh, and I was walking along, the ro- I found a road, and I was like, I'll follow the road, it'll go somewhere. And then I heard a noise, and there was like a buggy coming up behind me. And I turned around, and was going to like, try and interact with the person, wave the buggy, because I was like, maybe we can, because I'd basically forgotten that the point was to kill everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried to have like a nice interaction, and they just ran me over immediately. And that was it. That was my first ever game in... in Plunk bat. Yeah, I think a lot of people start off playing battle royale games like, I don't know, Stardew Valley, and just being like, hello, hi, I want to meet all the people. I'm dead. 
Also, speaking of which, did you know that Stardew Valley has got a Battle Royale mod out now? What? I, I, I don't know too much about it, but Stardew Valley has a Battle Royale mod. How do you... I suppose you can fight in it, but... I, I don't know how deep the, the fighting system in that game is. It's kind of like click to kill slime monster, and that's it. So I don't really know how they've done that. But, uh, yeah, I just know that Matt was talking about it a, a couple of weeks back. We have done a post about it, and I'll link to that if people want to kill everyone in Stardew Valley. I don't like many. Can, does that include the villagers? Because I have beef with some of them. <laughs> th- one of them was horrible about my t-shirt. What? Yeah, one of the characters, she's well into fashion, she had a go at my character's t-shirt. I wasn't happy about it. Right, so, does playing Battle Royale games make you a morally worse person? <laughs> <laughs> wow, so well, is this the, that's the headline of our podcast this week. <laughs> Well, does playing games make you a morally worse person? Yes. No, no, no just specifically about yeah. <laughs> No. It, it, no. It teaches you, you teamwork, and, and you can, you can play, like, it was actually very, very common in Plunkbat that you could do pacifist runs, where you, you try and win the game, you try and be the last player standing without firing a shot or killing or, or hitting anyone with a pan or anything like that. How'd you do that, though? Well... You hide <laughs> and crawl and and try and stay alive. I think you're allowed. There were like, there were some rules where you were allowed to use things like smoke bombs and stun grenades. Uh, so nothing that hurts anyone, but just in order to escape, and you just have to survive and and hope that everyone else gets killed by the the storm that's pushing you all together. And uh, and you could actually win. There are a lot of the, there are probably a lot of YouTube videos out there of people celebrating their pacifist wins. So that's them, because when it gets down to you and one other person, that must be really difficult. Can you like shove them into the storm? <laughs> you can't shove them into the storm, but um, eventually the storm decreases to zero, so there's nowhere left to hide, and you are just outside the storm. It's the same in Fortnite, and, and I think every other battle royale that has a storm mechanic it always decreases to zero. Just so the games don't last forever. Okay, I yeah, I that that's cool. I'm into that. I'm into pacifist runs. Yeah, so you can you can play battle. It's not the battle royale genre that's to blame. I don't know if there is even anything wrong that that we are trying to associate a a, a fault. <laughs> so, so, don't don't hate the game, hate the player. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, players are <laughs> like you can just. It would be great if you could have a. Once we perfect AI, once we start passing the Turing test, that'll be when when battle royales and games really start to shine because Ooh, you just take people out people have bigger problems. Than oh yeah, <laughs> to deal with at that point. I I that I'm uncomfortable with that. I I say thank you to Siri whenever I ask Siri to do anything because I I want I want yeah. to be thought of favorably. My partner does that as well. Solid. I'm, it's a solid tactic. I wonder if it'll be remembered. Well, I mean, technically no, because Siri doesn't remember anything, which is why Siri is worse than Alexa, but less frightening <laughs> in some ways. Shall we move on to chat about what we've been playing? Yeah. Quickly? Yeah. So apart from Fortnite, Ollie, what have you been playing this week? Uh, well, 
the the games that I'm playing in my free time are limited to whatever I can run on my laptop because I don't my desktop is is counties away. So uh, that basically means I've been playing a lot of Hades, which is the latest Supergiant game. And it's their first one released in early access, and it's really really good. Typically for a Supergiant game. Um, for those who don't know, it's a a bit of a departure for them because it's a dungeon crawler. It's it's kind of like Dead Cells in a way, although it's isometric, like like Bastion or Transistor. Um, and it's about you are playing the uh, the son of Hades, god of the underworld, and you're trying to. There's there's some big family feud going on, and you want to leave Hades, but obviously you can't because no one can escape Hades. Um, but that's that's the um the way that they've like their focus with this game seems to be to to inject lots of of lovely super giant narrative into this really iterative gameplay loop and and they've done it in a really really interesting way so is the phrase iterative gameplay loop banned in our uh uh, style guide, Brendy. Mm, it's oh, core game. <laughs> ge- sorry, excuse me. Core gameplay loop is banned. Um, narrative is also frowned upon. So you made a couple. Narrative of, is frowned upon. You made a couple of faux pas there, Ali. We're gonna, All right, I'm gonna I, let I you away with it this time because it is your first podcast. Just don't say mechanic. You'll be right. Okay. Don't we have a a um a column called the mechanic? Yeah, Shouldn't that be that's banned? That's a joke. Shouldn't a, that be banned? It's about Al- Alex Wiltshire is a mechanic. He's he's a literal mechanic. He knows how I to know, fix things. I know, but double standards, don't you think? We should maybe just scrap that entire column. Uh, <laughs> wow, this, this is how the young come in with their I revolutionary zeal. <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyway, Hades. <laughs> yes, it's a very very good game. You should play it. There you go. Um, Brendan, Hi. you've been playing a, I, I, I nearly said spaceship game again. No, yeah. It's not a spaceship game. It's a jet fighter game. Ace Combat 7, Unknown Skies. I think it's called Unknown Skies. I think that's the subtitle this time. Is is it good? It's, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? It is good. It's pretty good. It's dumb as a bag of frogs it's really really stupid um i don't know if anyone follows the ace combat series i don't really i haven't played since like the playstation 2 um but it is about a fictional universe uh who intermittently break out into war and they solve all their conflicts uh through the use of uh real world airplanes like real world fighter jets, like the the Eurofighter Typhoon and the F sixteen. Oh, F twenty two. Yeah, all these all these fighter jets, they're all in there. But the world is is not our world. It's a really <laughs> really strange mix of things. Um, so uh, this one is about. <laughs> I don't spoilers for anyone who wants to play is Combat Seven for its incredible story, and I really do mean incredible. Uh. So just skip away ahead ten minutes if you don't wanna if you don't wanna hear this. But uh it's about being a fighter pilot who shoots down the president by mistake. <laughs> by mistake <laughs> And you get <laughs> early in the game after a few missions, you shoot down the president by mistake. 
<laughs> because a war has broken out and you're supposed to be escorting his plane. But you launch a missile at a drone that's flying very close to his plane and the missile hits his plane. <laughs> leading Wait, to... is this is this in a cinematic or do you actually do that? You do it's a it's a it was a really it threw me off because you're doing this mission and you're trying to protect the plane and there's drones flying very close to it and near it and stuff and you lock on to one of the drones. This is all in game, so you're flying near the drone and you shoot the missile at the drone and the missile goes and it just as it's about to hit the drone, the cinematic kicks in and it hits the president's plane and someone like one of your wingmen just shouts at you you just shot down the president (laughs) (laughs) and uh and this whole cinematic plays out where the president's plane like spirals and explodes and i was watching this whole cinematic going is this a game over cinematic have i I failed the mission now but it just continued the story just kept going and i was like oh this is what this is what's happening now this is real (laughs) And you get your plane just kind of flies silently on as it, it, the rest of the cinematic unfurls, and all of your buddies and allies all like kind of give you airplane side eye. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I want to use that term. Can we make that a thing? <laughs> it's 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 such a wonderful. It was such a wonderful like m- twisty moment, and uh, it really does sum up how completely ludicrous the game's plot is uh, it's all it's got a lot of backstory and lore that ties into other ace combat stuff but i can't tell how much of it is lore and how much of it is just the in- newly introduced battery it's just <laughs> it's incredible there's a man there's a, an enemy pilot who has flown so much it has literally poisoned his body um but he's still the best enemy pilot out there. <laughs> he's really old. He's like he's like a snake in uh, Metal Gear Solid 4. He's just this really old, wheezing man, but who's an amazing <laughs> fighter jet pilot. Uh, an asteroid hit the planet 20 years ago uh, <laughs> and caused a war. <laughs> like, just all this crazy stuff happens in this world. Um, and between... Do they all have, like, really good... Fighter pilot code names like yeah. call signs. Yeah, your call sign is Trigger. You've got Wiseman. Uh, you've got La- well, Fencer is one of them. Kint, he's another high roller. Uh, yes. Like you got all these amazing call sign names. Uh, that's great. I met because I met some uh fighter pilots, some American fighter pilots in real life once, uh, and their call signs were on stitched onto their um uh jumpsuits above like their actual last name uh and they had like flair as well so they were called like bullet bong scrappy and showtime <laughs> oh that's excellent it's so good that's real life as well wait was the second one bomb or bong no bong oh, as, in, as in something you do we uh, yeah. do a weeder from <laughs> <laughs> um but yes uh yes combat seven i'm having I'm having a thoroughly good time with this game. The the actual flying and like fighting, uh, dog fighting and stuff is fun as well. Like it's, it's got all these new little thing. Well, new for me, little things in it. The clouds, uh, cover you from missile fire, but make it harder to lock on if you fly into the clouds. And the clouds look amazing flying through them. It it's like flying through real clouds, in in uh you know in a Boeing seven four seven. You can actually see. Like the the gradient of the cloud come and go, uh, it's so good. And sometimes they have thunder in them, and the thunder can hit you, and make your whole screen 
go all fuzzy and weird. Uh, oh, that's cool. There's sandstorms. There's all this different environmental stuff that's really, really neat. Um, and it's like every level they give you some new thing, some new set piece or some new thing to worry about, new drones or a new type of enemy or whatever. It's like they, it's, they never really slow down the pace or make you repeat anything too much. They're always giving you some other some other f- fun, crazy thing to do. Um, it all interspersed with these uh, cinematics and like backstory videos that are completely mad and wonderful. So yeah, I'm having a great time with it. Oh, good. Um, I haven't been playing anything because I was in Texas. <laughs> what was in Texas? Uh, pickup trucks. Um, genuinely, a lot of people driving pickup trucks and uh, wearing Stetson hats. Um, road sign, big ads at the side of of the road saying like, "Only Jesus can bring you to God." Call oh eight hundred Truth. Uh, that kind of thing. Uh, and also Pack South, which I went to, which was nice. It was a a wholesome fun time, but didn't really get to play many games. So, sorry. Um. Well, what is the video game equivalent of your experience spent in Texas? Uh, probably some like management game, like time, time <laughs> management. I don't know. Um, I did do um, a couple of panels while I was there. I did one with um, uh, Bertie Purchies from Eurogamer, did one on remakes and remasters. And then I uh, led one, which Bertie was also on, uh, about Dragon Age called... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Dragon Age, more like Dragon Rave, um, which went all right, I think, I hope. Uh, and you can actually this self promotion, but you can watch it back at um Twitch TV forward slash Pax Two, I think. Um, I will link it because it was it was recorded. And there's a special guest that we didn't anticipate at the end as well. Is it Mr. Dragon Age? Kinda, yeah. Sweet. Okay, that was that's my plug. Um, so yeah, I didn't play anything, but we can we can uh, we asked our our lovely listeners what their favorite battle royales are, so we can turn now to to Twitter and Facebook to see what they thought. We've got a lot of people saying that uh, Plunk Pat is good. And it's much better than PUBG. <laughs> Paris Musings says that. But I, I, yeah, Plunkbat is better than PUBG. Uh, we've had a couple of people saying that their favorite battle royale is uh, the movie. I have not seen that movie, so couldn't couldn't tell you one way or the other. It's based on a, a manga and anime as well. Oh, okay. So many many iterations of battle royale. Um, Andrew Austin says Ring of Elysium the movement is super fun I find that it reduces the press the auto run key and weight thing that I find that I've encountered a lot in Plunkbat what's the press the auto run key and weight is that just I, I think that's just it, it's a, a walking simulator almost because the map <laughs> is so large so you often just find yourself walking for ages and ages and then dying to a sniper shot and wondering why you spent all that time Got a mention of CSGO's Danger Zone mode. Say matches are short, 10 minutes, the map's smaller. A lot of the mechanics, mechanics, 
are designed <laughs> to keep you moving and discovering other players. There's no downtime. Deaths never feel random. That's actually a thing. The The map is super small. It's like, it's, I mean, it's larger than CSGO's normal, normal maps because they are minute. But for a, a battle royale, it's really, really small. And the the storm, their version of the storm, which is the danger zone, um, it's not a circle like in Plunkbat or Fortnite that that solely comes in on on a single point. Uh, that the entire map is divided into hexes, and different hexes are slowly uh, they're slowly overrun by this strange kind of chemical gas that that is the the storm um and also oh that's that's a completely that's another thing that i i completely forgot to mention that's really really important you can use that tablet for uh buying stuff but also this really cool idea where uh and it's it's what daniel ratcliffe is talking about here um where a lot of the mechanics are designed to keep you moving and discovering other players if you look at your tablet it'll highlight at any given time it'll highlight all of the hexes that someone is in so you know where everyone else is at all times you just know kind of roughly but you don't know how many people are in the hexes or exactly including yourself your own hex so your own hex is always going to be highlighted but you don't know if someone else is in it Uh, okay it's it's kind of it's a like if you don't like battle royale modes you might like danger zone that's certainly Matt's opinion, um, and and Dave's as well. So it, it seems to be one that's attracting a lot of people who who bounced right off Plunkbat and Fortnite. Yeah, got um, suspicious pixel saying survival mode in the division it has to be the most unique PVE PVP last man standing for me. It is underrated. Uh, it could have been better if the devs listened to the community. I don't know. Uh, I, I really like the survival mode in um, The Division, but I wouldn't call it a battle royale, really. It's more just like a a mini, a bat, a small battle. Regular, battle regular. Um, but I did like, <laughs> I did like that you, you could kind of almost ignore other people more, you know? Yeah, I did. I, uh, it was very difficult, the survival mode. I did... I did like the the was it the dark zone bit where you could yeah, go in and like yeah like yeah you go in and like steal some stuff and then you have to extract and like maybe you know other people come to help with the extraction or maybe they'll come and like kill you and like maybe you'll just so it's very wary kind of yeah see that's the thing is that battle royales this is why I like I like those uncertainty things those things where you're not sure if someone is gonna pull the gun on you or not type deals rather than a battle royale where you always know someone's going to pull the gun on you mm. i find the kind of like oh are you gonna be my friend or not feeling more fun to go and yeah. feel the division was good as well because you never knew really what you were gonna get when you went in and so sometimes you'd like oh you go in and like quick let's make an evac and whatever and then at the end you're like i've got some chinos and uh, <laughs> and a woolly hat yes please spend several hours decontaminating them so i can wear them <laughs> uh any more for any more none on facebook this week brendy absolutely none on facebook nobody likes um battle royales nobody likes them i can even look i can even see that i got a special facebook screen that says 444 people reached 
no comments. That means Charles doesn't even want to say chess this week. A hundred player chess. Pretty good. That sounds horrible. Uh, I think then, if unless we've got any any more, any more for any more, we'll probably leave it there this week. Yeah. What What do you say, lads? Sounds good. Yeah, I don't want to speak anymore. Let's okay. all go home. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you so much for listening and joining us on the Electronic Wireless Show, Rock Paper Shotguns podcast, the only gaming podcast you need, in my opinion, uh, and we hope yours as well. Um. Talking about Battle Royales, Sweet Rock Paper Shotgun, of course, is working its way up to being an Alice Battle Royale. All staff members are either going to change their name to Alice or we're just going to hire people called Alice. <laughs> <laughs> so you can check that out at www.rockpapershotgun.com. We are on Twitter and Facebook at Rock Paper Shot. Uh, Brendy, my main man, Brendy, you're, you're on Twitter as well, aren't you? I'm on Twitter, uh, Brendy underscore C. Ask her, go and tweet at Brandy about Final Fantasy. And uh, Ollie, are you on any social medias or anything like that? Um, you don't have to Not really, say, no. no, no. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you can email uh, questions, suggestions for topics and stuff to podcast at rockpapershotgun.com. Uh, but other than that, we're going to say goodbye this week. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 down the president. <laughs> <laughs>